all together we went to the uh, airport and that time I was scary too because I don't know what what uh, what happened to us. Welcome to On the Ground with Samaritan's Purse, where we take you to the front lines and behind the scenes of our work around the world. I'm your host, Christy Graham. If you've been listening to this podcast for a while, you may already know, but we partnered with churches to help Afghan families resettle. We covered one family several months ago, and today we want to share their story again and give an update on how they're doing six months later. I know you know, but in August of last year, the entire world watched as Kabul was captured by the Taliban. My brother was actually in Kabul with the military, helping to evacuate Afghan families. Uh, This created an influx of refugees, and tens of thousands of Afghans were in need of emergency resettlement. Samaritan's Purse saw this gap. We were able to step in and help families restart their lives. And today, I'm excited to provide an update. I got on the phone with Samar last week, the, the voice that you just heard, and we were able to get an update on how life has been in America now that her family's been here for about nine months. Samar is a young woman who fled with her family from Afghanistan when the Taliban took control. Samar, with her mother and seven siblings, left in the middle of the night. They were literally running for their lives with only the clothes on their back, seeking to flee Afghanistan for safety. And the family, like many, spent many months on military bases, waiting for placement within the U.S. And once they were cleared, Samaritan's Purse helped partner with a local church and resettlement agency to get them settled in a permanent community. Caitlin, one of our podcast correspondents, traveled to see them in February. She sat down with them in their home over a meal, and she was able to hear their story. We changed the family's names for their safety, but I'm so grateful for their honesty and willingness to share their story. She say, um, when we were uh, in the airport for five days, um, it was a very bad situation. Like uh, mm. um, that place were, was very, very dirty. At night, um, we just um, sleep on the outside and dirty, lot of dirty place. She say uh, very at uh, that time was very hot, and uh, our face skin or um, were like born. When we went to the airport and we wait wait for for five days, we don't sure we don't we didn't sure. And then, as they were there waiting, everything before them was unknown. They slept outside. They had nothing with them, but it was just their one shot to get out there one shot to have a safer life. We didn't um, sure 100% uh, we come here or not, uh, but we we stay, we stayed and we prayed on that time. And there was very bad situation and this situation make us to live there um Afghanistan and came here. Yeah. And it was very quick. Um, the American force came and uh, they uh, take us and we are, we are now here. With over 70,000 Afghans flooding into military bases all throughout the country, you know, obviously our nine resettlement agencies throughout the U.S. were completely overwhelmed. And so Samaritan's Purse, you know, began thinking, praying how they could help the resettlement agencies, you know, through our partnership, through the local church. So how and when did Samaritan's Purse, you know, think about this 
resettlement program. Yeah, exactly. As so many families were coming into military bases, we knew there would be urgent needs to resettle them in the U.S. So Welcome.us was formed, which allowed different pathways for families to be resettled in the United States. So like you said, there's nine resettlement agencies across the country. But now, because of the influx and the great need, they're partnering with other organizations to help build capacity to welcome families. So Samaritan's Purse is one of those first institutional co-sponsors to launch into the program. We knew that we had a network of churches so that we would be able to mobilize the local church to stand up, go through training, and welcome these Afghan families. You know, as we talk about the program, it's just what better way for families to first encounter America than through the local church. I was able to sit down with Andrew Harrelson, one of our Samaritan's Purse Resettlement Advisors, to hear about the ministry's heart to partner with the local churches. I think that's the special thing about the program is that churches, I mean, they're, they're Christ-like. Like they're, they're minded towards um, how Christ lived his life which does not involve short-term anything. <laughs> it's everything is, is about friendship and relationship and care and love. So um, that's really what we are uh, coaching our churches through and, and that they're already bringing to the table, obviously, is this kind of um, eternal aspect. I love looking at the way that God has been weaving this story. And as this family was getting their clearance and finalizing paperwork to be able to move to permanent housing, Samaritan's Purse found the perfect sponsor to welcome them into their community. This sponsor had already worked with refugees in the past, and so they were very well-equipped and educated in how to um, welcome them into their community. So talk to me about this sponsor and Asha's Refuge and how they were able to step into this family's life in a difficult time. Yeah, the very first sponsor who raised their hand to participate in the Afghan resettlement program through Samaritan's Purse actually has so much history working with refugees that it was really just incredible to see the way that God is, like you said, working out the story before we even know what details to pray for. Mm-hmm. So uh, Jamie, who is a part of and actually founded an organization called Asha's Refuge, works with refugees year-round uh, to help them resettle and acclimate to life in America. In December, it was right around Christmas, um, I got a phone call letting me know that there was a family that was kind of large, lots of children, and um, really a lot of young girls. And they were in a bad situation where they were one of the last families, I guess, that they were closing the military camp. And they were just kind of hanging around and didn't really know what to do with this family. And they were asked if they could help. That call was from Samaritan's Purse. And when she heard about this opportunity, this is what Jamie said. This is exactly what I've been waiting for. And um, it's just been a beautiful opportunity, really, for us to get to make that partnership and do the community sponsorships in a different way. I mean, the Bible tells us this is this is not going to slow down. You know, like, like peace is not coming until Jesus returns. And so right now we have chaos in the world, and it's going to get worse. The only thing we can do is like, who is in front of me? I share the gospel with them and just be that light and hope for them. So that that's... For us, it's like a no-brainer as a, as a believer, what we're supposed to do. Really, the way that we started working with Asha's Refuge is they had expressed interest in, in, in being a part of our program mm-hmm. and receiving an Afghan family um, to their location, um, but they hadn't committed yet. But then we got an emergency case for a family of nine 
um, a mother with, with eight, eight children. So it was a really special case. And so we knew it was a big ask uh, of any church because it just would be financially, right? A big, a big responsibility. Um, and time wise, it's a big responsibility helping them every single day, um, with childcare and getting enrolled in school and all these things. Um, so we called, uh, <laughs> called Jamie from Asha's Refuge and it took her about, 20 minutes and she called us back and said yes <laughs> mm-hmm. she's she's an amazing lady and uh, their whole organization is, mm-hmm. is amazing just so uh um just just yeah. christ-centered and driven to um expand god's kingdom uh and to, to also just to share the love of christ in any way that they can so it was kind of a no-brainer for jamie to step forward for and their organization mm-hmm. to step forward for this so they were so excited to find out that they could partner with samaritan's purse and welcome this family and now they're just really on the ground floor of welcoming an Afghan family to their city, and they're able to plug them into existing resources through their organization, and the local church is involved in helping find them housing. God was in their decision just so so quickly um, mm-hmm. that we were able to contact them, and, and they were able to almost immediately say yes and welcome the family two days later. We got a group together, which is always really fun, to make the signs and prepare everything for them so that they really feel really welcomed. And then to make sure that you had interpreters, we had several interpreters. I I mean, that night from our Afghan community, several people came. So um, we just, you know, kind of just give them that warm welcome. And it's really exciting because they're not sure. We're just trying to wave them on. And then our Afghan interpreters interpret to them to come forward. When we came here at the airport, uh, for first, uh, we didn't see them. We were very scared, and uh, we we say, "What what we do now? Is uh, here is nobody, and we don't know somebody, and uh, we were very scared." Um, but when uh, we we saw them, we were very happy because um, they're uh, they they were very good to that time. So it took the community. No one can do this on their own. And, and it's, yeah. you know, the f- support from Sam- Samaritan has been just amazing, you know. Mm. It really has. So the U.S. process of resettling is, is typically 90 days, you know, where they have help, you know, helping them acclimate, helping them, you know, learn how to get a driver's license and do all these things, um, which isn't a lot of time, you know, and it takes a lot of work and it takes a lot of help. And so this is where the, the local church and partners like Asha's Refuge are so helpful, to be their friend and truly walk them through really difficult things that are new to them. And so we loved hearing about this first family. And so our team heard about them, and we were so excited to meet them and just hear the joys and the struggles of acclimating into America. And so, Caitlin, talk to me. You got to meet them. You got to sit with them multiple times, hear their story, eat meals with them. So talk to me about what it was like to meet them for the first time. Hi. How are you? Hi. Yeah, it was just really joyful to get to meet them for the first time. We went to their house uh, that the church has rented for them, and they welcomed us in. They told us we were coming over for tea time, and then we come in, and they're cooking a full-blown meal, so they're making delicious food. Uh, They laid out a picnic blanket in the middle of their living room, and we just all sat on the floor, had tea, had really a full lunch, and got to just hear their story and talk to them and hear their heart and play with the little ones and 
talk about the older ones' dreams for their life in America. And it was really just a sweet time to see, even after just a few weeks being in America, how they're already acclimating to life here, building relationships. Some of the kids were telling us about their English as a second language classes and how they're already making friends at school. So just seeing them become a part of the community was a really incredible experience. So we showed up to her house, you know, we had tea and then she invited us into her room and we just all sat together and heard about life in Afghanistan and what it meant to be able to escape and what life is like in the U.S. now. Here, uh, so, uh, when, when one person want to, want to do here, uh, living is hard and uh, easy. But uh, it's, it's uh, depend to the person. When one person want to try hard, uh, it's live here is very good and not very hard. One of the things that really stuck out to me that Samar said, and even more so than what she said, but just her her being and her personality was how much she is so thankful to be in the U.S. You know, she's telling us a story of fleeing at night, leaving everything behind, leaving with her brothers and sisters, and she wasn't stuck on being forced to leave and how horrible that is, though it is, and though there's so much trauma built into that. But as we talked to her, she was talking about opportunities and what is next for their family. Uh, we learn at course. Yeah. We learn uh, some some basic life skills, like uh, how we can um, create um, create a. Um, bank account uh-huh. for us and uh, how we can um, have a have our own house here and uh, how we can insurance um, like these things happiest part uh, when we came to this house now I can uh, dri- drivery uh, listen yeah. and uh, English listen and um, like these things, and now uh, and uh, I can get a job for myself. These things. I want to study, mm-hmm. and uh, I want to have a good job in future. And um, I want to. I want to be a dentist. You're right. I just hearing all these stories and watching the news. You know, I just focused on the trauma and what they'd been through and the heartache and yeah, having to leave everything behind and you'd think they'd be so so scared and scarred, but they're so hopeful and so thankful for what's to come. Mm-hmm. And that really spoke to me too. Um and I love the way that, you know, the this church and this this partnership, you know, they're t- they're truly teaching them life skills. You know, they're not just helping them survive in America, it's truly setting them up to thrive, you know, to succeed, to truly learn uh the language, to, you know, learn how to walk to school and, you know, what to pack in your lunch and you know just really practical things. I think um, this is good for us, and uh, they are kind and they are good because uh, when one person went uh, went uh, went to one new place and uh, new culture, uh, that person should be learn the co- um, that place or that country culture and uh, which thing is good, which 
teaching is bad and um, it's good to they teach us and i so i love that and i love that they're truly flourishing in this small little community so talk to me about the mom you know farah you know what did she say about raising children in the united states yeah, Pharaoh was just so also so grateful to be here and so grateful for the opportunities that her children would have in front of them. And life is a lot different for them in the US. I mean, they shared how in Afghanistan, you know, their home was surrounded by a concrete wall. They're learning how to overcome that fear and live in America where there aren't walls around your yard, you know, to keep your family safe and that it's not necessary. They're learning that. And the kids are very happy. They are having a good time. They've liked getting into school and and getting into the American life with other kids. So when they showed up to their new neighborhood, they're a little bit uncomfortable of, is this safe? Our house is just in the middle of a yard, like most houses in America are. But is that safe? Should we be worried? You know, it's a female-headed household. She say because I um, I wait for for this time uh, we will we will go to and in future we will go to the we will go to the house and my children will uh, study in calm area and for this she say um, I was um, I was I was stay uh, calm and uh, always pray and I don't. Uh, um, use very attention to this um, situation. And you can just hear it in her voice as she talks about her kids of now they have the chance to study and to learn and who knows what doors will be open for their future because of this. And now I'm here very good and uh, this place is very good for us and very calm for us and my children can um, study and we are good. You all of kind people, and uh, you you know the human value. I'm I'm go I'm happy for all of uh, for all of you. Um, you all of you that that people help with me, and help with my family, and uh, I always pray for that people. And I think a lot of that goes to. Uh, Jamie and her team as they sponsor them of they're walking with them through every step of the process. It was amazing to see Jamie and Asha's refuge with their experience in teaching basic life skills say, here's how this works. Here's how you find out if school is canceled the next day because of inclement weather. And here's how, yeah, you pack a lunch with different food that you're not used to in your home country. So seeing just them partner alongside the family, I think is what has made them so quickly Mm -hmm. feel comfortable and feel able uh, to be safe in their new surroundings. When I see a a person like get it when you're teaching them, I'm sure every teacher has that experience. And I teach a lot as well. So when I see someone get something that I know is going to change their life, like it's really going to help them and their community, and they really get a concept that's really challenging, like your taxes, you know, it's really, really rewarding to see that because once you teach one, they tell the others, right? And that's really what you want. And it's the same with discipling them and and sharing this with volunteers. I mean, our work is not only with the clients. I mean, I I feel like our bigger work is our our church, Mm. you know, and our community. 
Yeah, I love the way that, you know, this this partnership, they truly are holding their hand. You know, they're walking them through because moving to a new country already is scary and overwhelming. You know, you're learning a new language, a new culture, a new everything. But what I found in this family, their roles changed, you know, and as you said, they're a female head of household now. And so things that the father did uh, now the mother or this, you know, the older sister had to do. And so I believe, you know, the sister didn't even grocery shop in Afghanistan. And now she's having to do it for the first time, but in a foreign country with different products and different things. And so that's what I love about this partnership. Um, they're holding their hand, but it's in a way of like teaching someone to ride a bike. You know, it's like training wheels in the beginning. You need a lot of help. And so that's what I love. It's a handoff, not a handout. Uh-huh. They need to put it in the freezer and then take it out each time. We do not spend all day, every day with our family. They, at first, the needs are great time-wise when the family first arrives and there's a lot to do. But as the days go on, you want them to start learning more and more independence as well. But it's becoming less and less as time goes on. You want them to become more and more self-sufficient too. And so talk to me about just even what, you know, Samar had to face, you know, being the only one speaking English. She's now having to check homework and do things that she probably never did before. So how has that been a challenge? Yeah, definitely. Samar... Uh, is about 18 years old, and she shared with us that, yeah, in Afghanistan, she wasn't taking on that responsibility of grocery shopping for the family, of making sure her younger brothers and sisters did their schoolwork. But now, like you said, being the only English speaker there, she is taking on that responsibility. So it's almost a shift of roles. You know, everyone's learning a new culture. Everyone is working so hard to learn a new language, But Samar has had to take on a lot of the responsibility for their family. Um, But already they're gaining such independence. Um, Count them. Make sure you count them here. They they count them. I'll go find your basket. And as we went to the grocery store with them, you know, Samar was picking out the week's groceries for the family. Actually, they're used to going to the store every single day. So they're used to just buying what they're cooking that night for dinner and then they go back to the store the next day so they're not only is she learning to grocery shop but they're also as a family learning okay we're only going to go to the grocery store once or twice a week now that we're in the U.S. because it's further away we have to take a car to get there so how do we plan our meals so just seeing those little things that you don't even think of as being changes and seeing them adapt to it but already they're gaining so much independence and able to take those strides on their own. It's beautiful how Asha's Refuge and the church are working together to help Samar's family. I know for me in a different country, going to a grocery store is overwhelming. Uh, But for this family, they've completely changed how they meal plan and prep and buy food. They used to go to local markets every day, and now they're having to shop every week or two weeks at a grocery store. And that's why it's critical and important to have a friend, someone walking alongside them for the first 90 days and even beyond, because we all know it takes time to get settled and acclimated to a new country and culture. And her mom is still receiving weekly English lessons from Asha's Refuge. I love that our commitment to these families isn't short-lived. Their sponsor team is regularly working with them and helping Samar's family acclimate to life in this country. 
Samar shared that she will soon have her driver's license, and she's so excited to have this freedom and be able to drive on her own. Of course, she misses her country, her culture, friends, and family, um, and her heart still aches and grieves over that. She mentioned that, that settling in America hasn't been easy, but she's thankful for the freedom that she has. She recognizes that her life here in America is different than it would be in Afghanistan. Here, she has the opportunity to work, drive, and pursue an education. And these are things I was convicted of. I take for granted every day as a woman here. Um, but she is so grateful, and she knows that she wouldn't have the same opportunities if she were still in Afghanistan. Resettling in another country is never easy. I'm grateful for Asha's Refuge and the churches that have stepped up to help and are continuing to help these families thrive in the United States. And this is why, in everything that Samaritan's Purse does, we partner with the local church, because they will be there long after we leave. They are local. They know the people and the, the ways to get people more connected. And the body of Christ all over the world is the same. I'm reminded of this in 1 John 3, 16, that says, This is how we have come to know love. He laid down his life for us. We should also lay down our lives for our brothers and sisters. If anyone has this world's goods and sees a fellow believer in need, but withholds compassion from him, how does God's love reside in him? Little children, let us not love in word or speech, but in action and in truth. And this is what our church partners all over the world are doing. They're, they're loving in action and truth. And it's a joy to watch these churches be a light in the darkness. Please continue to pray for the churches that are helping these families to resettle. I hope that you were encouraged today listening to the hospitalities of Osher's Refuge and the church. Thanks again for tuning in and have a great week.